We got Verizon 5G home internet. It's from Verizon. Safe choice, right? Well, some things that look great end up being not so great. Like the time you bought a shrimp roll from a gas station. Ugh. Or when you bought that used sports car. <laughs> what about when we got Billy that drum set? The point is, Verizon 5G home internet sounded great. But turned out to be something else. And we deserve fast, reliable internet. We deserve Xfinity. It's time for better internet. Switch to Xfinity. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Verizon 5G facts. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Critical and Thinking with Ty Barnett and Ian Harris. As you can see... There's no Ty Barnett. He is on his way. Ty actually just landed, and he is um, uh, should be joining us any moment now. But JE and the rest of the people who who tune in weekly, uh, we tried to make it as close to 12-ish as possible, so we decided just to get started. We have two amazing guests today to talk about stuff of the day. So what I'm going to do, as always, is I'm just going to let my guests introduce themselves um, and uh, and then we can kind of get into it. So, so let me go... Um, First, I'll go from my right to left. Vandy, Vandy, go ahead and give us every, everybody who, who you are, what you do, and um, and then we'll go to Tiani on the left. So go. <laughs> uh, hi, everybody. I am Vandy Beth Glenn. I am a civil rights pioneer, a comedian, a filmmaker, and I have my own podcast. Very sweet. All right. And... Yeah, I'm, I'm Yaini, Yaini Ababa. Um, I am a stand-up comedian and writer and an activist. Um, originally from San Francisco, I now call Nashville, Tennessee my home. And that's it. Yes, well, the, and, and Ty, so um, so oddly enough, it was it was funny. We, we weren't even sure. We don't always have guests. Um, sometimes we have no guests. Last week, I wasn't even here. It was just Ty by himself solo. And, and this week, we both hit each other up around the same time going oh got a great guest and I was like <laughs> so we have two guests and that and that's that's fantastic so and we can talk about lots of issues I wanted to, to a couple of things that the two things that have been really going along for those of you who who, who talk to us uh or, or to listen to us regularly is we talk a lot about politics we talk a lot about you know the 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 right and their insane need to 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 victimize themselves over over crazy things and and to and their complete hypocrisy constantly um, from yeah Curtis uh, sorry Curtis he's 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 he'll be on in about five minutes um, but um, you know we the the two big the big things that we're seeing right now right obviously again for the millionth time gun violence and 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 ever since Trump. 2016 it's really just been I, I used to call it that when when he first when when he first came into the public view uh, this anger that you would see on the right and this 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 vitriol and it's the I call it the last angry stand of uh, the last stand of the angry white man and it's them knowing they're losing their grip on power uh, knowing that and then when I say they I'm a white man I'm just not a crazy right-wing nut but um and being afraid being afraid of of diversity being afraid of of 
of i mean look at this this uh what do you call it? replacement theory it's just it's just straight up irrational fear and and it's only fueled the social issues it's only fueled the gun issues um and we you know tennessee will get into it later obviously with the you know uh um the legislators being expelled for merely protesting um something that you should be protesting to um you know the one thing that i've been talking about all week is the crazy culture wars with um you know bud light and anheuser-busch have been supporting um <laughs> lgbtq uh, 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 causes and whatever for decades now um but for some reason one influencer on one commemorative can has set everybody off the rails this week um and and it's actually is affecting like anheuser-busch is actually um lost they said possibly a, a couple of billion dollars or something like that in sales and and it literally happened to me i was out with a friend the other night and he made a joke about someone ordered a stella and he goes you're gonna buy a stella even though it's anheuser-busch and i was like yeah give me two um so i just i just want to get you know your everybody's um takes first off uh yanni let's start with you on what do you think is is do you think this is fixable in America? I mean, I, are we headed? I know we're headed at least towards some sort of a a uh, cultural civil war. Are are we unrepairable? Like, I mean, has has the, has the racism and the and and the division and the vitriol just gotten too far out of control? Do you think? I mean, do you think we can get this back to some sort of normalcy where at least people are racist in their private homes? I don't know. <laughs> racism is always funny, y'all. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is the worst I've seen it, you know, but the previous generation in my family was like, it was way more blatant. Um, I don't, I think Trump has emboldened a whole new generation of people to be assholes, right? Mm -hmm. So they feel like they can say the quiet stuff out loud. And then there's certain networks that are giving them all the misinformation. So since I moved here to Nashville, right? I moved from San Francisco, born and raised in San Francisco. I'm incredibly liberal and progressive. <laughs> moved here and was just surprised at some of the things that people are saying to me. And when I tell them it's not okay, they seem genuinely confused as to why it's racist and why it's not okay. So there's a lot of misinformation going on. Um, and I toggle between like, I gotta get the hell out of here. I'm moving to France and um, <laughs> I gotta stay here and fight the good fight and things can get better. I don't know, here in Nashville, there's tons of like giant trucks with Let's Go Brandon's bumper stickers and don't tread on me license plates and tiny little men that jump out of them and look angry. I, I don't know what the answer is for it. Um, okay, there's also an influx of people from California who moved here for the racism because California was too liberal for them. And then they're surprised that Nashville isn't as racist as they thought it was gonna be. So it's almost like there's two Americas, you know? Right. There's the, like it, in California, I felt like I was in a different country than now that I live in Nashville, so. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I, when I originally, uh, Vandy, when I originally hit, hit you up, I really wanted to, I, 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 had a, I had a couple, I actually wanted to have a, which I still want to do, and I think we can do that today. I wanted to have a question about some terminology that I, that I want to make sure I'm, I'm good on and I wanted to get your thoughts on. And I okay. asked you, you know, talk about, and this is right, actually right before the whole um, 
uh, who is um, uh, Dylan Mulvaney thing and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to talk some about about trans issues and 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 and, and not even that. It's, it's it's become this weird thing. It, it, it was you know it used to just be uh, you know uh, gay rights was like that was the thing that, that they would they would lose their shit over. And now they're, it's kind of like, well, you hear these people, well, they're, we're okay with, with, with these two guys, maybe, these two women, maybe, getting married. We're kind of okay with that now. But now it's got this weird thing where it's, it's anything they perceive as abnormal to them that's, um, whether it's, and they conflate a lot of weird things. They, can, they conflate trans uh, people to drag queens to all sorts of stuff. And they absolutely have lost their minds over apparently if you ask anybody on the right these days the biggest threat to children are drag queens reading books and uh trans women on beer cans and i, I mean and, and they literally i've literally had somebody say to me this week i've got to protect my daughter yes and he goes i can't have my daughter going to a volleyball game and having some big swing and dick in her face and i'm like First off, where's that happen? Second of all, <laughs> that's your yeah. that's your biggest concern. I mean, I, I just want to know, like, you're in you're in what Georgia? That's right. So uh, another, I mean, Atlanta again. Another Atlanta is one of these ones that's this kind of a liberal hub. But I've been to Atlanta many times. I mean, how how is are you seeing a a back a bigger backlash? Like different looks, different comments? Because I feel like people are emboldened to just be straight up shitheads these days to anybody that's not like them i'm wondering how what your experience is well i will uh i will start by saying that i'm very lucky and i benefit from what is sometimes called passing privilege i prefer the the term cis normative um, since the term passing it has an impl implication of of deception that i'm uncomfortable with but okay. i'm only i'm only five six um i don't really I look like most other women, so I don't get confronted on the street. I don't get confronted right. by the cashier at a convenience store, sure, or anything like that. Um, so I am I am very lucky in that regard, uh, but that also means that I I can't really speak to how generally trans women may or may not get harassed on the street here in Georgia. Right, right, right. Uh, I will say that I, I also that I live in Decatur, which is right next to Atlanta, and and which is probably the most, uh, probably the bluest part of the entire state. Uh, right. Uh, but I, to give you a little bit of context, um, I, I am a native of Georgia. I've lived here most of my life, and um, in 2007, I was working for the state government when I told my boss that I was transitioning uh, and uh, would soon be coming to work, not as not presenting as the man that he believed I was, but as the person you see before you now. And he fired me. He explicitly fired me for being transgender. And uh, I launched a federal lawsuit and uh, and we, we won at the district court level. They appealed. We won at the uh, appeals court level. And then they, the, the, state, the state gave in. And uh, so that set a precedent that uh, government employees in Georgia, Alabama, and Florida could not be fired for being trans. And then a few months after that, the uh, uh, Equal, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission 
used partly my my uh, lawsuit as a as a precedent to to issue a ruling that that they would sue anybody any employer across the country who who fired anyone for being trans and at that at that time i thought well <laughs> there we go that's all taken care of oh yeah right smooth sailing from here on out <laughs> well you know it's it's funny because i thought i had a similar thought back years before i was born i remember thinking hey uh i don't think i don't think we can get fired for being black anymore and then uh we we saw we saw two state representatives get get lose their jobs for let's be honest uh, yes they're liberal but liberal liberal in certain in, in this case is code word for black um mm -hmm. and, and 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 it's and I think that's you know what, what Yanni was talking about earlier with the emboldened that, that Ty and I have talked about this multiple times. You're in, they're in, they're emboldened now, and I, and I feel like we keep making these progresses, and we and we're this progress, and we're making it on a grand scale. Like the majority of people that you talk to, and the majority of polls say, you know, people are fine with you know, like like I said earlier, like the 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 marriage equality thing. Most people are fine with that. I, I don't know anybody. I, I don't know a ton of overtly racist people. I don't know anybody that thinks you should be fired for being black, or for having an opinion. But all of a sudden, and we've won cases and we're doing well culturally. But all of a sudden, in these super conservative pockets, the super right wing MAGA cult that's running the the GOP politics, they're they're totally fine with going back to 1926 right now. And um, I, I, so I went into it ties here. So, hey, Ty. Uh, hey, what's up, everybody? Sorry, my apologies. Nice uh, to meet you, Ty. Nice to meet you too, Vandy. Um, and I thank you for joining me, both of you. Thank you very, very much. You, I already know, I, I feel like I'm um, way behind here, but I can already tell that the show is already as great as I thought it was gonna be. So, Brilliant. fantastic. It's good, and I, and I was just going to ask ask Yanni what she thinks about the the case because I know you know personally one of the one of the um, representatives that was expelled. Correct? That's what Ty told me. Well, I've organized with him. We, okay. we don't like talk on the phone or anything, but I've I've organized with him in the past. I've I've done some some actions with him in the past. Like um, he was he was. He was a thorn in the side of the GOP assemblyman before he was elected to office. Right. And he was out there fighting the good fight, doing good work. So. Yanni, can you do me a favor? Can you tell, because I don't think they know, did you tell them the story about why they don't like him in the first place and what he did when he first came into office with the statues? Well, it was, that was before he came into office. Okay. He and um, other activists. So. The beauty of Tennessee is that it's where the Klan was born. So now you know the starting point and the mindset of the people in power here in Tennessee. Right. Um, and I remember going to a gala in the Capitol building and there was a huge um, bust of Nathan Bedford Forrest, the founder of the Klan, in the Capitol building on display like he's George Washington or Thomas Jefferson. Um, and when you confronted people about it, they were like, well, where are we? It's our history. It's our legacy. I'm sure Vandy being from Georgia, you've heard this too. It's our legacy. What are we supposed to do with this? And my response was put it in a hater museum with all the hater shit, right? Like, right. so, uh, Justin Jones and Black Lives Matter Nashville and other community organizers, um, 
made them take down that statue. It's in a museum now. And um, so they were mad about that. He was arrested at the Capitol over 14 times just for pushing issues wow. uh, about equality and justice for the people of Tennessee. And um, so they didn't like him before he got elected and then he got elected. Okay. And so same with Justin Pearson coming from Memphis. He was at the Capitol building all the time speaking up for the people. So for them, here's these two black men who are speaking up, who are a thorn in their side, who are unapologetically black, oh. right? Um, who don't, I mean, you saw how they were talked to during the expulsion hearings, like, boy, you need to know your place. You don't know your place. They don't care about their place. They're finding a new place. These men in power didn't like that. So they already had, a, they already had like, they were already gunning for them. And I think they thought this was their opportunity. And and I I wanted to I wanted to make sure that we had both. I'm going to try to find the soundbite from him uh, because I you know sometimes every once in a while out here and Ian and I talked about this on the show many times. Um, we don't feel like there are enough loud politicians on the left. We don't feel like they're loud enough. We don't feel like they're speaking up because the 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 right is loud as fuck, dumb as fuck. Racist as fuck, but loud as fuck. Like you cannot stop them from talking. You can't stop a Marjorie Taylor Greene from showing up and making a fool of herself. I don't think we have enough of that on the left. And I've seen a couple of instances of this so far, sparks of it. The representative from New York, and I cannot remember his name, but I showed his clip last week where he basically went at the, the Republicans and said, you guys are going to do nothing. You're going to do absolutely nothing. And they were walking past him as he's yelling at them. He's like, you're not going to do anything. And the other time is when I saw uh, Justin Pearson speak about his reinstatement. I just listened to it last night. And I'm as I'm listening to it, I'm going to pull this up before the show ends. As I'm listening to it, and I hate that I'm having this thought, two things popped in my head. I said, man, finally, finally, a motherfucker that is great at saying the shit that needs to be said to these fucking monsters. Finally, somebody that's saying it the way it needs to be said. And I hate that I had the other thought. They're going to try and take this kid out. They do not want this kid to have power. They don't want either one of them to have power. That's been you my know? worry, too, through this whole thing. Some, you see I mean, what I'm saying? People are violent here. I mean, they shot up a newspaper owner's house because he and, was too liberal. That's what I mean by, like, we need to get louder, but we have to understand where we're getting louder at in the times that we're in. And so, Vandy, I wanted to ask you this. So when you filed your suit, did you file it? Because it's kind of sound like you set a precedent. So you went into it not knowing what could happen. You, you knew you were going to get vilified before you got any kind of retribution at all, right? Right. And so, did I mean, did you... Within yourself, did you have apprehension to say, well, I know I'm going to get judged. I know I'm going to get stones thrown at me and all that. And did you finally just say none of that matters? Because what made you, first, did you have those thoughts? Secondly, what made you get rid of those thoughts and say, I'm pushing forward with this in the light of everything? I just knew it needed to be done. Um, I, I, I knew that there were other people uh, that this same thing was happening to. And a lot of them, a lot of them didn't didn't have the particular circumstances of their case 
where for whatever reason they were able to sue and so i was i just thought about those people i you know whenever whenever my attorneys asked me and my attorneys were lambda legal so uh they were representing me for free and they 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 are part of the larger lgbt rights project um whenever they asked me to do something like like uh, speak with a particular journalist or or um take part in a particular event um whenever they asked me to do something my question to them was always will this be good for the community at large and if the answer was yes then I always said well yes let's do it and so that was that was my guiding light throughout the process nice. which which lasted over four years wow you know the the, the thing that the, the recurring theme that keeps coming back on all of this stuff I mean there's tons of recurring things but the hypocrisy the, the, it's not even hypocrisy I mean it's it's blatant hypocrisy but like even somebody said, both sides do it. No, they don't. There's a big difference. It's, it's like saying, you know, oh, both sides lie. This guy told me he liked Pepsi when he doesn't really like Pepsi. And uh, this guy lied about murdering his wife. Little difference in lies. Let, let's not pretend that the sides are the same. Let, let's not pretend that there's a, that the hypocrisy of, you know, uh, of, of, of the, not that the left doesn't have liars and not that the left doesn't, doesn't do dumb shit. And, and but the hypocrisy of these people, the, 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 all the people, the, the right is all about small government. And, and, and now they keep saying freedom of speech, right? That's the whole thing. We don't like the left and the woke people stopping our speech. No one's stopping your speech. They're suggesting you use, you, you, you use sympathy and empathy and compassion when dealing with other humans. That's not stopping your speech. Meanwhile, you are literally taking jobs away from people because of their speech. You are literally trying to sue and subpoena uh, uh, people because they're doing their job of, hold, uh, of upholding the, the rule of law. Um, the, all of these people, the, the, the statues, I mean, look, Tam says in here, he's like, yeah, yeah, no one, in, no one in Germany knows about Hitler because they took the statue down. Like this idea that they're like, they always say, oh, you, you've got to, it's history and these statues are history and how are we going to know about history? Meanwhile, they're literally not, they're trying to not teach history in Florida. They are rewriting the books to where, you know, uh, the, the Rosa Parks just had a bus dispute. Like, I mean, it had nothing to do with race. It was over and over and over. Like, right, well, and, and I find that for me, the, the, the biggest thing with these people is that they, all the cancel culture shit, they do it more, more than anyone on the left does. And, and I, I'm, I'm just wondering, like, what, what does it take to get them to see, you know, th that all of the things that they're screaming and crying about uh, on the right are the things that they're doing times 10. And, 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 and what it boils down to, and we talked about this a million times, Ty, when, when somebody has, a, they, they always say, hey, we're not racist. Hey, we're not transphobic. Hey, we're not anti-gay. Hey, we're not these things, right? Don't, don't pull that card. Don't say it's because I don't like gay people. Don't say it's because right. I'm racist. They always say that. But when you look at the stuff they protest, okay? They protest taking down the statues. They wouldn't protest taking, if you said, hey, let's put up a statue about slavery, They'd be like, oh God, we don't want that. Okay, so it's not about the statue and the history. It's about the message. You have a guy kneel and they go, oh, well, this guy kneels about abortion. We're cool with it. 
this guy kneels about civil rights and we're not, and they always say, it's, oh, it's the kneeling. It's the kneeling, the, the Bud Light can. Okay, they put a hundred influencers, Anheuser-Busch put a hundred influencers on a hundred different commemorative cans. They're mad about one. They, did, they didn't get mad when Dale Earnhardt Jr. had a fucking can. Why? Because they like NASCAR. Quit saying it's not about, we're not transphobic. Quit saying we're not racist. If you don't mind this guy kneeling, and you, but you mind this guy kneeling, it's not about kneeling and disrespecting the flag. If you don't mind these people, if, if these people should be put in prison because they burned down a, a fucking auto parts store during a Black Lives Matter riot, and they're a bunch of criminals, and these people tried to fucking kill congressmen and put shit on the walls, but they were doing it because we like Trump, quit pretending that you have a problem with what is being done and, and, and just admit that the problem is you don't like the reason behind it. Exactly. I don't know how, how can you say it's not about this? It's, it's not about race. It's not about, it's not about uh, LGBT rights. If the only fucking problem you have is this can, is this protest, is the, it, every fucking time it's about that. And it just, it's just driving me crazy well, that I can't have these talks with anybody without them going, quit pulling the race card, well, quit pulling the gay card. They, they, they're doing it because they, they're scared of just admitting that they, they hate people. So real quick, I, one, right, I didn't mean I, to go forever with that, but it's fucking, it's been driving me crazy. All oh, week. no, no, I get it. Thank you to everybody that's here. By the way, if you have any questions for our guests, Yanni or Vandy, please write in right now. They're here to answer your questions. If you have any questions for either one, please write in now and uh, we'll get to your questions here in a second. All the, the comments from people, by the way, thank you. I want to say really, I got into a conversation with a friend of mine and we were talking about the Bud Light, the, the Bud Light cans. And I explained to him because he his standpoint was he said they made a bad mistake. The beer company made a bad mistake in putting a, um, a trans person on the can and the rainbow. And he said they lost. They they didn't realize who their audience was. They didn't realize who their 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 business was going through. And I had to explain to him. I said, man, if you're talking in a dollar and cents standpoint, okay business-wise, if we're talking from a suit, we just have a suit and tie on and we're just talking about numbers. Sure, they may have lost some people. But I said, the issue shouldn't be with that. By the way, the umbrella that <laughs> the, that beer company falls on, they would have to boycott a lot of shit. Like every beer on the one, planet. That one thing. <laughs> but what I brought up to him was, I said, man, I'm tired of people caring about hate-filled people's money and opinions. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of us giving a fuck about rednecks and races and homophobes and transphobes when those same people would not give a fuck about us, period. We And, and you all know this, Yanni and, and, and Ian being comedians, you know this. When, when Especially, it, it never really happened into these last seven years where people would be like, well, you know, if you, if you talk about politics, you're going to lose a lot of people. I'm like, lose who? But if, if, if you don't care about me as a person, why should I give a fuck about you from a business standpoint? So I had to explain this to him. I said, man, think about it. And I said, in, in, in all fairness, in all fairness, I said to him, I said, listen, I could see if they took every single product and put a trans person on every single product. They no longer made any products without trans people on it. I said, okay. If they did that, that would be an issue with them because now you're saying every product has to see this person on it. Every, pro every product. I said, they took one can. 
They got mad over one can. You telling me that we should give a fuck about these motherfuckers when you're getting mad over one can? Just like the same people with racist. They say, well, you know, come on, Ty, can't you just tell jokes? Just tell jokes, man. Why? Because if I'm not on stage, you won't respect me. If, if, if Yanni's not on stage, you're not going to respect her. If, if Ian is knowing that he is an atheist, if, if he goes someplace and he's funny as fuck, but you find out that he's not, he doesn't believe in your God, then you're going to not like him. I'm tired of the idiots getting the voice. Fuck their voice. Fuck their money. Fuck it. Okay. And, and, and I'm I actually, I mean, I know on some level that there's their stances on these things, like big corporations, their stances on these things are, are money driven. I'm sure that I'm sure on some level they were like, Hey, I mean, their whole thing, Anheuser-Busch in this case was, was, um, I mean, they've been doing rainbow, like, uh, pride week and all that sort of stuff. They've been doing that shit forever anyway, but for years, for years and years. And, and, but okay. So this one was actually, I read a whole thing about it. The, 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 the representative was like, we found a hundred influencers and we did a hundred commemorative cans on a hundred influencers. So it was a marketing thing, but it's like, and, and that's fine. That's fine if it is a marketing or if it isn't a marketing thing. But I do like the fact that whether they are supporting people or whether they're just not shying away from it, or whether it's money driven, whether it's not money driven, financially, whatever, the fact that Anheuser-Busch or any company is like, hey, we know we might lose money, but we're, we're going to do this because we think it's, it's, it's the right thing. But it's like when people get mad that we canceled Roseanne Barr, well, and they're like, oh, you're going to cancel Roseanne Barr. Well, you're canceling Budweiser, your, you know, yellow flavored tonic water of choice. Um, you're canceling your, that because they put Dylan Mulvaney on a can. And NBC or whoever said, you know what? We can't have a TV show with the star calling a black woman a monkey in heels or whatever the fuck her thing was that she said about, about uh, Michelle Obama. Mm -hmm. If you have a problem with this and not with that, your problem isn't cancel culture. Your problem is that it's the message. You are mad that somebody got mad at a racist and you're mad that somebody's supporting a trans woman. That's it. You can't say anything. You can't say that you're mad about canceling or free speech. You're not. Shut the fuck up. Like, I'll admit, I don't mind canceling a motherfucker. If they're worth canceling, if you say some bullshit, if you're an asshole, if you're a fucking racist, if you're whatever, cancel. Fine. Go. Kick rocks, bitch. I don't care. I don't want to fucking talk to you. But canceling is not the problem. Like these guys, cancel culture, they don't care about cancel culture. They don't care about free speech. It's the issues they care about. They don't like these people. They, they're going to burn their Nikes because not because they don't like Colin Kaepernick taking a knee because they don't like Colin Kaepernick speaking up for black men getting shot. Right. They want black men to get shot. And if they say they don't, they're fucking liars. And so I want to ask both both of our guests, by the way, again, if you guys have any questions for our guests, There's please. There's a shit ton of questions, by the way. Right, right, right now. Um, so I'm, I'm going to start with Yanni and then uh, if Vandy, if you can piggyback on this. Because, you know, Yanni and I talked a, a few days ago and I said, you know, our show, uh, we, we want to kind of gear towards solutions for these things because we, we know a lot of these problems. We know that they exist. So for both of you, a question for both of you, you right now have a chance to jumpstart 
a movement to fix things the way you want it to get fixed? How do you start, Yanni? Where do you go? What you they have given you the golden wand to fix things. I would start with well, I would start with education. People are misinformed, right? And the media jumps on Trump and all this other stuff for ratings. So the bullshit gets out there. Because when right. you sit there and talk to someone one-on-one, I mean, I have neighbors that I talk to all the time in my apartment building and they watch Fox News and Newsmax. And so they'll tell me, oh, Joe Biden did this and that. And I'm like, well, actually that's not true. Why don't you just, I'm not even gonna tell you what he did. Why don't you just fact check it? Why don't you check some other sources Good luck with and that. then draw your own conclusion? So I have one neighbor who I can never remember her name. She's always drunk in the dog park. I love her, but she watches Newsmax. And so she's always telling me, you know, Antifa did this, Antifa did that. I said, there's no such thing as Antifa. There's no organization that is Antifa. Antifa stands for anti-fascist. She did not know that. She could not define fascism. I said, Antifa is just an ideology of people who are against fascism. And she looked at me crazy and I said, just look it up. We'll talk about it next time I see you in the park. So it's, and she's like, oh, you're right. Oh, what? wait, wait really? And, and, yeah. and, and for the record, there are people that call themselves Antifa who might be shitty people as well, who might, do, just because you call yourself something doesn't mean that you're part of the same exact organization or group I am. I am Antifa because I'm anti-fascist. There are probably some, Antifa people who do stuff that I disagree with that it, that mm-hmm. might firebomb a building or do some bullshit because it, because they they're fighting the way you know I mean it happens all the time where you there's you know look at the Irish conflict there they, they would there are people who side you might agree on who do some messed up stuff look at the Middle East conflict so but yeah it's this idea that's absolutely right you and that's a that's how you need to nicely and calmly let people look it up that's brilliant anyway continue i love without without judgment you can't you can't be judgmental so in your inside voice is like this stupid motherfucker right but your outside voice has to be like (laughs) well actually that's not true and if you so you just don't make people people feel stupid and give them information they're doing it on their own what are they doing on their own educating themselves on their own what if they're making themselves look stupid on their own that's their problem (laughs) i've had i mean i've had people where they want to i don't know what it is but something about me makes people want to come up and say racist shit to me (laughs) not at me but to me like they want to have a conversation about it if that makes sense yeah yeah and so depending on my mood i'll be like well actually you know it's this and that and sometimes i'm just like absolutely not i am not having this conversation with you i had a woman i met her at a a women's business networking event um and she was like yeah i just moved here this is what i keep hearing about people from socal i just moved here from socal because you know i couldn't take like all the covid restrictions in california and that gavin newsom and then, you know, all the illegals. Oh. And then in the same breath, we'd be like, oh, we should exchange information and hang out since we're both from California. <laughs> and I said, absolutely not. <laughs> and she goes, why? And I go, first of all, no human being is illegal. I go, second, t- second of all, I'm sorry that you moved here and it's not racist enough for you here, uh-huh. but I'm not trying to be your friend. Love it. I don't <laughs> hang out with racists. And then she tried to make it about her and I just walked away like, oh, okay, bye, cry your white tears. I don't care. 
So you have to decide if you want to pick those battles. But you say start with education. Education, I think, is the most important thing. And just like turning it off, turn off the cat. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene is getting all this attention. So then her message gets out there. Like we have to turn it off. By the way, you, you, because, know, you know who agrees with you? Who totally agrees yeah. with you that education is the solution? Uh, Ron DeSantis. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, they, education uh, for white people. Exactly. Well, no, <laughs> that, that's why he's trying to end education because exactly. he knows that's the solution. Uh, Van, Vandy, where would you start? You got a magic wand to start fixing the problems. Where, where would you start? Well, if I really had a magic wand, then I would just wish that all the problems were gone. But <laughs> I don't think that's what you meant. No. Um, if that's the case, I want the magic wand. Yeah. <laughs> can I get the magic wand that gives me a Chanel bag, a new Chanel exactly. bag? Yeah, yeah, can I can do a little for myself. I just <laughs> want a little for myself first. Problems gone, and I'm the most handsome oh, man. I got to fix the world's problems? Oh, I thought you meant my problems. Oh, OK. No, no, sorry. Go ahead. As, as it happens, I'm in the room where we keep our cat's litter boxes. So uh, one, I would use one of those wishes to make their shit not smell anymore. Hilarious. <laughs> But uh, I, ha I have a journalism degree, and I don't know if this would work, but I would reinstate the fairness doctrine. Yes. Yes, it would work. Because, would because I think a lot of, uh, a lot of what the stuff is going on and, and what Yanni said just, um, I think, reinforces this, is, is that people are letting themselves isolate into the, into, sort into silos of information where they're just not exposed to the to uh, other points of view or differing yeah. points of view, um, and once they are, they tend to they tend to become better people. Um, yeah. If I can use a, a personal anecdote, I I was booked on a show a few months ago uh, last summer at an American Legion Hall, uh, way out in the suburbs of Atlanta. Uh, so this was a this was an audience that was mostly mostly veterans, um, definitely mostly conservative, and I would I'm sure a lot of a lot of Trump fans as well. I mean the the guy who ran the that that American Legion Hall was also the sheriff of the local county. Okay. <laughs> so so it was with some great trepid in my and in my in my act I talk about being trans and the experience of being trans and so it was with great trepidation that I took the stage that night and it was one of the best sets I've ever had you know there were about 150 people there and uh and I I have I don't think I've ever gotten a better re reaction from the crowd and huh. it, it was one of those shows where they they passed a tip jar at at the at the end of the show, and and of course, I wasn't the only the only comedian on the on the bill, but but still, I I brought home more money that night than just about any other show I've ever done. So, um, and it was my my trans material that that hit the hardest, I think. And so, you know, you just people have to meet other people. You know, it, <laughs> I know that sound. I know that sounds Disney. It's a small world, but no, but no, no. Cool. That actually it makes remember, sense. Remember, Ty, we talked about this. I, I wish we had the money and the funding to do this. I, I was watching. Um, I think it was um, 
Judas and the Black Messiah. I was watching mm-hmm. one of the movies and it reminded me something that I had known. And I'm like, God, I completely forgot that, that there was a period in time back in the civil rights days where there were um, a few different civil rights leaders that went to these poor white communities and had rallies and said, no, 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 that hated them, right wing, like Trump, basically MAGA types, right? Mm-hmm. Saying, we have more in common. Yep. You don't have to like Which me. The Black Panthers did. Black Panthers right. did, yes. And um, mm-hmm. you don't have to like me, but we have, and, and having those conversations, they were like, and I told Ty, I think it would be fun to go to, go to West Virginia, go to these places. Don't even say that you're, you're with any party. Just have a town hall and say, let's go through the issues. Where is everybody on this issue of, of equal pay? Cool. Where's everybody on this issue of this? Boom, 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 boom. And then add it all up and go, cool. Based on the issues you like, unveil, here's the candidate that aligns with those issues. And I bet you 90% of the time in these poor rural communities, they want, they want uh, healthcare and they want better wages and they want better jobs and they want they're going to realize that they align with the Democrat or the person on the left in their community that they never would have voted for before. And I think if you go in there without any other than let's just look at the issues. And I wish we had the, the resources and the people to, to be able to go and set up these town halls with these people who are these, these poor white and, and other whatever uh, Trumpers and right wing people that are voting against their self-interest and have the conversation with them without trying to come at it. We're like, I'm a, a political this, that. Here are the issues. Where do you stand on these issues? Cool. Who aligns with you on those issues that you can vote for? Here are those people. And I bet um, you so many people will go, I didn't know that. Yeah, because you don't pay attention. You're not. I, 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 in a perfect world, I, I would, and I know you've brought that up many times, and, and I, I think this is actually a great idea. I just know we're so polarized. I promise you, you would have people that somebody would be like, you know what? Okay, maybe I should think this through. But you would have somebody else that would be like, yeah, right. They don't really want that. Somebody, as soon as sure. you show them the R or the D, this is what this is what we got to untrain you get that those part people, for sure. You see what I'm saying? You'll get those people like, sure, you want me to have better health care, Sleepy Joe. You know what I'm saying? They'll just go back to whatever buzzword they have. But um, even if we, but the other thing is, all we got to do is turn 10 percent, 20 percent. That's 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 right? very true. Let me get a uh, let me get a few comments in here. Uh, thank Ty, you, Ty, Ty, real quick, really quick. When we go to the comments, if you yeah, don't yeah. mind, I want to read ahead. one comment because it, it completely goes to what Vanny said. And I have I have I want to take issue with what CJ says, not necessarily a bad way, but kind of piggyback to what Vanny had said about journalism. CJ and we were talking a few minutes ago, and CJ made a comment. He goes, "Watch everything, draw your conclusion." I get what he means, but I want to take issue with that because I think that's a bad idea, CJ. I know what you're saying. Look at all the news, evaluate the different perspectives. Even Vandy said that, get different ideas, get different perspectives. The problem with that is this. If you watch everything, there's a lot of shit out there that is not worthy of anything. If you're going to watch everything, you got to actually fact check everything because making, because I can watch all the flat earth videos on YouTube. Half of them will be pro flat earth. And it doesn't mean that any of that shit is true. And if I'm, and if I'm, if I've got confirmation bias, or I've got a leaning that I want, I want to believe that all government is, is bad. And somehow these, these flat earth videos convince me that the government's trying to convince us that the earth is round. I'm going to watch everything and I'm actually going to make the wrong decision because I've go, well, I watched everything. And based on that, 
this one feels right to me because I don't like the government. And I think the government, and I think if you're watching Fox News and Newsmax and OWN and also MSNBC, and if you have a leaning toward, you wanna lean a certain way, you've already got a bias, you're already kind of racist, you're already kind of homophobic, whatever, the confirmation bias is gonna overtake and you go, and then it'll actually make it stronger because you'll be like, I watched everything and this is what I determined. If you're still looking at some shit that's not fact-based, right? So watch everything fact check it see what's evaluate the facts evaluate all the facts and all the opinions absolutely and draw your own conclusion but don't just fucking watch everything because you're gonna go to what confirms your bias anyway next comment well, no no that, and, and, and that's true that that's but i think and that's a part of the reason why we have discussions like this because i think and this is one of the main reasons why i i wanted to have people understand that, you know, a, a lot of things that we, we're human beings at the end of the day, end of the day, we're human beings. You, you, you have people that can be either way on, on their mindset, but education is the key. But also what, what Vandy said, these, those two things go hand in hand, education and meeting people. Uh, real quick, before I get to these comments, I want to tell people, if I were, I had a different mindset living in Chicago than I did when I left Chicago. When I lived in Chicago, I had a, a firm way of thinking of how white people were, how black people were, and what neighborhoods were what. It took me leaving Chicago and being around other people and being around other cultures and traveling, which is one of the best ways to get educated, is to travel. That's what helped me. So those two things, I want to uh, say props to both of those, education and meeting people because you know you you'll think one thing and then you talk to somebody you have a, a conversation with somebody you're like oh shit I didn't well, and, and also and also ty being from chicago it's hard to learn when you're constantly shooting people exactly uh, right. that's what i at least that's what fox news says right this is pre this is pre-shooting chicago uh <laughs> so this is pre-gunshot chicago all right so a couple comments here sean says being able to discern facts from opinion is not an attribute everyone is gifted that is very true that is very 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 true zen says did you leave from all did you did you leave from all the gun murders? <laughs> no. I was I was I was going before Chicago was a, a buzzword for people. This is before Obama was in office. You know, now you know they only use Obama, they only use Chicago to make yeah, Obama. Yeah, Chicago is a euphemism for, for, for Obama. It's Obama. It, that's all <laughs> it is. Only black people. Exactly. Yes. Uh Susan <laughs> says, uh, do Republicans ever visit Snopes.com? I doubt it. No, I, you, very, you know, I, I will tell you what. This I just I just had a really red light neck. I'm gonna tell you what. Um, <laughs> they actually think that Snopes is a liberal conspiracy for, funded by. By the way, I want to stop, stop it. Are you serious? Well, yeah, yes. they, they, say, they say that Snopes is funded by George Soros, and then and I've had people. I go here's I've given people four different fact check fact check fact check dot org Politico Newsweek fact check USA Today fact check Snopes. I've given people different fact check sites and whatever, and said. Here and and people said, oh yeah, but who's facts? I've had people say, who's facts? See? Who's facts? <laughs> Snopes actually tells you their methodology for how they discuss, and not that they've never been wrong, but they tell you how things are independently fact checked, and then before they get put up, somebody else like has to do a peer review fact check of their fact check <laughs> to make sure that it's that it wasn't a biased fact check. So that's what fact checking is. But yeah, no, there are there are a lot of people out there that say it's funded by George, which is the other thing. I've never had anybody ever tell me. What George Soros, next time someone mentions George Soros, I'm just going to go, I don't know, who is that? Can you explain it to me? Who's George Soros? Wait, and, and why does he do this? What does he do? 
And 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 that's, what's that's that? code for that's code for the Jews. <laughs> yes. That's what that is. Right. Yes. So the, and, yeah. and, that, that's, that's, anti, that's that's I'm anti-Semitic, and George Soros is how I let you know that I am anti-Semitic. Exactly. That's basically what they're saying when they and, say George Soros. And see, this is why having both of you on. And by the way, again, uh, if you have any questions for our guests, please ask now. Um, this is why I wanted to have both of you on because I felt like, you know, again, between my conversation with my friend about this whole Bud Light thing and, and our, um, the shiny, I call it the shiny object thing. We, we get distracted by so many different shiny objects in the world that we don't focus on exactly what the situation is. And my friend said something that actually did make a lot of sense. He says, people are mad about a lot of stuff. They're mad about healthcare. They're mad about uh, their life, their personal life. They're mad that they don't have money. They're mad that you know their their uh, their love life or whatever. They're mad about their their pets or whatever, and they need to find something to channel that anger towards. And a lot of times, it gets misdirected towards a beer can or uh, or a protest rally. And this is why I was asking you both about solutions because it's going to take a lot to deprogram this society from what has happened in the last seven years without saying that dude's name people think that him getting out was the end of it it wasn't it created a ripple effect and let me tell you the thing he did that was the worst he made stupid ignorant people feel validated i, I can't stress that enough he's made he's made those people feel like their opinion matters j literally just as much if not more than the real experts the people that know the stuff. And he doesn't have to be right. That's what the problem is with society now. Everyone is so caught up in being louder. No one wants to be accurate. They just want to be loud. And this is why I say when with, with people like Vandy and Yanni Kazani, you know, does a lot of activism. She's been doing activism. I didn't realize this. She told me this is like she's been doing activism the whole time we've known each other. I did not know that. But uh the, so when you guys see when you, when when you see this 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 type of thing, and you see things have gotten worse, because I always tell Ian this, I wasn't into politics really to be honest with you until uh, Obama, maybe Harold Washington in Chicago a little bit, but definitely with Obama, and sometimes I regret it. I regret that I care about politics because I'm stressed every day. I have more gray hair because I'm stressed every day. So for both of you. Uh, uh, Yanni, from a from a activist standpoint, how have you been able to? Because you sound really calm. <laughs> you sound really calm right now. You sound really calm. And then, uh, Vandy, from your standpoint, did were you into this, you know, activism before you had to have a personal stake in it, or were you always like this? And how have how have both of your mindsets? kind of changed considering how things have gotten worse either one can go first uh, well I was my parents like some of their date they met at San Francisco State and some of their dates were protests you know what I mean like let's go protest on our date <laughs> so those are those are the people who Better brought me into movie the world protests. <laughs> yeah those are the people who were um 
they were all in. I mean, as a kid in the East, we would go to poetry readings by Black Panthers. That don't worry about how old I am. I'm old enough. And, um, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff, you know, when I remember my mom calling me when the Iraq war happened and she's like, we're going to protest it. Come over and make signs. And she was all excited. She's like, we're protesting as a family. So I was just raised by people who were like, do not let injustice happen. If you see something wrong, do something about it. Right. However, I was just living my life. Like, I like fashion. I'm doing stand-up. I'm going to go to LA and become famous. Blah, blah, blah. And then Mario Woods got shot and killed by SFPD in 2015. And so many people I knew, so many people were getting killed by SFPD. And no one talks about SFPD and how many people they've killed, black and brown. For some reason, when I saw the video of Mario Woods, I said, I'm going to burn it all down. I've had it. And that was the trigger for me. And then it just threw me into the world of activism. And I started organizing with all kinds of people. And the education part came in because I did not know, I only knew like Natasha Muse, who's a trans comedian. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know much about being trans. I didn't, I didn't care about it because I was from San Francisco and I was like, whatever, if you're trans, you're trans, like just be you. And then the more I got to know like activists who were fighting for the trans community, people who were, because in, in the Bay Area, a lot of different people come together to fight the good fight. When I organized marches, I had Nation of Islam, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. And for those of you who don't know, that's a group of um, gay drag queen nuns who do amazing work in San Francisco. <laughs> and I love them wow. so much. Um, there's some badass bitches. And um, I mean, just people like from the Latino community, all these different communities came together and helped us go to City Hall and demand justice for black and brown people who were being killed by the police. Because it was all connected, because it was also trans people of color, gay people of color, like all of it was connected. And the oppression is connected throughout this whole country, if you look at it. And I've just gotten to a point where like, sometimes I freak out, like with what happened last week in Nashville, like it, when the kids got shot, that was down the street from my house at the Covenant School. I could get there in oh. seven minutes by car. Um, and I remember like just sitting in my house and I was like, wow, why are there so many sirens? And then I turned on the TV oh, wow. and I saw what was going on. But like when the kids got shot, I was like, we have to do something about guns. When I heard that the person who did the shooting was trans, I was like, we have to do something to protect trans people because they're going to go after trans people even harder. Right, by the in a way, place that was already all going after them. All of these people that get shot all the fucking time by, you know, and it's all, it's all, there's lots of people that shoot people, but obviously we know in these types of shooting, it's, it's generally right wing white dudes, young guy. And, and then they always, oh, it's the mental illness. It's this, it's that. The second that happened, my feed was full of, ha ha, liberal asshole. It was a trans woman. What, what, uh. I so, don't care that so it was a trans what? woman. I thought, I thought to myself, she went to that school something happened to her that was connected to that school Karen fucking so I thought what kind of trauma did she experience and how do we protect trans people who are already being attacked in Tennessee because you know we just had this drag bill they've got a pronoun bill that they're trying to pass through the assembly right now they don't want to do anything about this gun stuff but they sure as hell will go after 
vulnerable people because it helps them gain power and hold on to power. But it, it, right? also, it also boils down to every single, and somebody mentioned this earlier, every single time and including this fucking school, religion, Christianity, theology, uh, oh, yeah, theocracies. It, 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 it was a religious school, probably, probably fucking did all sorts of shit to her for whatever. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it was about her, uh, you know, identity. Maybe it was about, maybe there was something way before that. You know, we know much about the, there's molestation and all sorts of stuff in the church. Youth, Baptist the youth church pastors Catholic. are more dangerous than drag queens. I'm telling I mean, you that. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> exactly. So, um, oh. Bandy, go ahead. So, yeah, so yeah, I was going to say really quick, it's the shiny object. They, they, they want to draw bills for pronouns because they don't want to draw bills for health care. They want to draw up legislation for uh, wokeism because they don't want to do anything about guns or any kind of liberal. And it's easy to fall back on some fucking verse right. that, that they keep can in mind. Keep in mind, there's three major gun manufacturers in Tennessee with factories and corporate headquarters in Tennessee, See, exactly. right? Um, there's insurance companies in Tennessee and these other places, Southern states, that are their lobbyists are funneling all this money into these GOP lawmakers. So of course they're going to fight against healthcare. They're going to fight against like you know gender affirming healthcare. They're going to fight against all that stuff because they want to keep the power and they want to keep the money. Exactly. Uh, so Vandy, so so to you again. Um, so were you into activism before your personal issue with it? Oh, and then what changed about your mindset once you realized what was at stake? for not only you, but people like you, that think like you, that want to live their life. What changed for you and were you, or were you always in some way, shape or form involved in it? No, I'm embarrassed to say I was pretty much a, com a complacent middle-class white person before my transition. I mean, I always, right. you know, I always had friends of every ethnicity. Uh, I uh, had many gay friends. Um, I, I didn't know many other trans people. Uh, but when I, it was when I transitioned that I, I, I guess you could say I was radicalized. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. And and I began to see just how just how steeply the deck is the deck is stacked against certain people. And it was, you know, it was an intersectional awakening. I didn't become aware just of the problems of trans people. I became more aware of the problem of the problems of being black in America and being Muslim in America, et cetera. Right. And it is something that, you know, like I said earlier, I was just, was just meeting people that, and learning about people that, that, that made the difference for me. And uh, it, it's, you know, I, my concerns are intersectional now. You know, it, it's funny though, because Ty, we talked about this before. Remember a few years back in California, we had a, um, a proposition it was a it was years ago we had like it was like a it was a gay rights might have been a, a marriage proposition that came up and it was voted down originally and then we went back and we voted it voted it in but you know yanni was saying like i'm from i'm also from the bay area i'm from santa cruz so i, I grew up and i you know i grew up in hippie liberal santa cruz like you know in, in the 70s and 80s so it's like that's the same way with me like everybody was an activist and whatever growing up and but you know and, and santa cruz is very very white and you know middle class or lower middle class but you know we there was still very much a hey we're going to fight for everybody kind of a thing 
the thing that does bug me, and we t- this is a common theme on our show, is 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 empathy. It's, it's you'll people you'll see at the end of the show before we leave, everyone will go empathy. Don't forget empathy. We always talk about empathy, and the thing that does bug me on some level is it really bugs me when one group of subjugated people doesn't see the direct link to another group. And I remember here, they said the biggest group percentage-wise that voted against the, the gay rights bill were black people. And I remember talking to some friends that going, yeah, man, you know, we're not, you know, our community's not sure how we feel about those gay people, blah, blah. And I was like- Literally said the same thing yesterday. <laughs> and I'm like, you realize that you, your parents had to fight for similar rights 50 years ago. What the fuck? Like, they're human beings. Like, that well, kind of stuff drives me crazy when it doesn't. And I'm, I love that it, that it is happening more. But I don't understand why poor people and gay people and trans people and black people and Latinos and why we can't all go, hey, we're all in this. This, effect, well, this affects let you. Me, let me say this for the black community. Uh, you know, the black delegation. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, let, let, let me say this. Um, the issue with black and gay, black people, old school gay, old school black people and gay people is religion. Right. That's the problem with it because they feel like the Bible it's didn't religion. say it and it, it, the Lord didn't say it. So it's not cool. So that's where it comes from, even though a lot of pastors and preachers do a lot of foul shit in the black church. So that, that part of it is, is, is why black folks have a hard time. And then this whole thing about black men being macho and all of this type of stuff, I think it's slowly starting to change a little bit more with the younger generation because they're understanding that a lot of old school mentality is just that it's old school mentality. Um, but you're right though. And you're right. And this is why I think a lot of people don't want the Justins to speak out. They don't want the Vandys to be suing them because they they have rights. They don't want this because they know that a cohesive society will easily weed out the evil motherfuckers. They'll easily weed them out. And so they keep putting the shiny objects in front of us. And then the black folks will look at the white folks. The white folks will look at the gay folks. The gay folks will look at the trans folks. And the rednecks will just shoot up cans of beer. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So until we find a way to, to, you know, you brought up the, uh, you know, the thing with the Black Panthers talking to the poor community. It's the same thing that happened with Dr. King. When Dr. King started speaking about the poor, poor people, he was gone immediately. Sanitation workers. He was gone immediately, immediately, because they're like, oh, hold on. Yeah, no, 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 stick to your lane, bro. So I feel like, um, I feel like if we are just, if we get to a point where we really look at what the problem is and put the blinders on, block out all the shiny objects, then you'll get the this change. You know what I'm saying? So speaking of which, I want I want to try to highlight. I wanted uh, Yanni to try to highlight some of the stuff that she's doing in uh, in Tennessee because I got to be honest with you, you're like in the thick of it. Like you're in an area that is a hotbed right now, not just for the shootings, but with uh, when it comes to black and brown people and how they're being treated. So so what are you doing? I, I think I remember you telling me the other day, like when you hit the ground, like people already knew about you before you even 
set, really set up roots in Tennessee. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, because we did the, the hunger strike um, in San Francisco to get rid of the chief of police. So right. um, they knew me in organizing from that and organizing with the anti-police terror project. And, and just, I just don't give a fuck. Like, I'm going to say it. I said what I said. That's where I am, right? <laughs> so, um, so when I came here, I organized with Black Lives Matter Nashville and Power Together Tennessee Women's March. And we organized a march. And at the end, we went to right near the Nissan Stadium and they painted Black Lives Matter as a mural in the street. And the very next day, Trump supporters and Klan members promptly destroyed it. Um, and it was redone. Um, and then with when COVID hit, like I haven't been organizing at all. I've been just kind of like, you know, I did a Bands Off Our Bodies march with uh, Women's March and Planned Parenthood. Um, but I haven't been organizing at all. And with what happened last week, I had like a, and I'm still struggling with it. Lately, every time I hear about legislation that's being passed and the fact that like the Democrats are just like, oh, that's horrible. We shouldn't be doing this, but we're not fighting. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the GOP is like, well, then I'm just going to keep doing it. Like, for me, like the whole going after drag kings and trans thing was so disturbing to me because it reminded me of the Nazis. Before they went for the Jews, they went through for the LGBTQ community. That's mm -hmm. who they went for first. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think because I, people, yeah, and I nerd, I, and so, and now Candace Owens is talking about why do we let disabled people have all these rights, right? Oh my God. So, wow. like, so, so they're doing it. They're What's, doing it. So part of me was like, I'm moving to France. I just, I can't. Um, it's funny. Can't. Because, and then I started talking to mothers here. You know, I don't have a kid, but I'm raising my four-year-old niece. And I was just like, I can't, I can't. It, uh, that school was a wealth, a, a private school where people with money sent their children. That school that got shot up in Nashville. Wow. And so I was like, you know, this this affects everybody's lives. And now the GOP used this as an excuse to get rid of two black activists. Either I get the fuck out of here or I organize. So now I'm organ I'm actually having lunch with the Black Lives Matter people tomorrow. I don't know what I'm doing next, but I got a bunch of like angry, wealthy white moms who are waiting for me to tell them what to do. Oh, super caring. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, Ian, hey. Ian said something, uh, but I, I do I do want to address them because J.E. has a question here that I guess we did not see. I didn't see it, but uh, I want to I ask about it because it is relevant. But it's funny, uh, when you said, when you were just saying that, uh, Yanni, because uh, Ian says all the time, he says, uh, the the, the um, when, when they go high, we go low. And he says, whenever we do that, Republicans are like, great, the road is clear. Let's go even lower. <laughs> so uh, so I agree that we need to fight harder. But the question I guess here is, um, J.E. wanted to know the thoughts of uh, uh, the, the Supreme Court and, uh, and their uh, religious views. Yeah, yeah, so, they want to know each of your religious views. Like, what, what, are, you, what are your stances? Or what, what do you have religion? What is your view on religion? As a Go ahead, Mandy. I'm not religious. <laughs> and I, I think the effect of religion in the world is probably more negative than positive. Were, were you ever religious? I mean, I know that, so we know each other from being involved in, you know, 
skeptic and mm-hmm. atheist type things. Were you ever were you ever religious? Yes, I was raised. Uh, I was raised Protestant. Um, I was baptized when I was nine in a in a, a Protestant church, um, uh, and then and then I started college. <laughs> oh, indoctrination! <laughs> that, that that that's my favorite. We we can't send the kids kids to college because it'll indoctrinate them against their indoctrination that happened when they were born. Right. Um, uh, and Yanni, what were you? Were you were you religious? Are you religious? How did you grow uh, up? So my father, my father was from Ethiopia. So um, I was actually baptized when I was two in Ethiopia in the Orthodox Church. So my father was. Oh. We were cultural you... obligation Christians, if that makes sense. So okay. Orthodox Orthodox Christians on my father's side. So we would go to like you know life events at that church. But I never knew what to do. Like I, most of the time I forgot I had to take my shoes off before I went to the church. Um, and then on my mother's side, my mother was African-American. Her grandmother founded a Methodist church in San Francisco. And I would go with my grandmother and it was never about religion. It was business networking and how to network with people to advance your business. Mm. And then my American grandfather was devoutly Christian and he hated church. He thought it was the worst thing that ever happened to Christianity. So this whole combination of all these people who were like, my parents were just like, whatever, we're not going to church. My grandmother was like, we're going to church so I can show you off in your new outfit and we can network. Yeah. And my, and my grandfather was like, you can have your house of worship anywhere, you know, anywhere you feel God is, is the house of worship. Like that's how he was. Yeah. It made me agnostic. Like, I believe there's something, but I don't want anyone telling me how I should believe it. And I don't, I think here in, I don't know if you see it in Georgia, Vandy, but here in Tennessee, I mean, there are churches everywhere and the way people are controlled by the church Mm -hmm. is scary. And then this whole, there's um, a whole connection to Ethiopia. They all go do evangelical work in Ethiopia and they bring Ethiopian children back here and it's a whole racket there's the the adoption thing with african children where they're doing the missionary work it's a whole racket and so it just makes me hate religion even more but ty Ty will tell you the only reason he ever went to church was for the lemon cake that's it Mm. lemon cake man man. that's all i wanted that's wake me up when you got the cake ready Uh, zen wants to know what your thoughts are on linda sarsour south sarsour i don't even know what that is I don't know. How do you spell it? S-A-R-S-A-U-R. Do you know? Sarsour. I don't know who that is. Sorry. Sorry, Zen. Um, unless that's... I don't know who that is. Cap. Zen's one of these guys that will uh, throw out crazy stuff. Yes. But usually it's uh, all cap, then so Jay, James all asked about... But he asked about how are, how are they with the uh, secretary, uh, Supreme Court rulings. What Supreme Court rulings are you talking about specifically, huh. Jay? All of them. <laughs> I, well, yeah. I, I, I But... And and yeah, let, if you have any specific, uh, uh, put in and and we'll ask them. But here's here's the thing: is like somebody said something earlier, like about five minutes ago. I think Vandy said it, and uh, you said like you're not religious now, uh, and how, but you started being baptized and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I saw something the other day, and I had to explain to somebody because the thing with the Dalai Lama came up with the, you know, asking the kid to suck his tongue. 
And um, I'm, op I'm opposed to that. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Good. Good to know. <laughs> if you're looking for a hot take from me on that. <laughs> yeah, good, 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 good. I may have to disappoint you. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. But when, but when, when, the, when I saw the story, when I saw the story, my first thought was, fuck, come on, man. And I said, man, this is bullshit. And I remember someone writing on my page, and as I said, man, it's weird that you get mad at trans people and, and drag queens and beer cans, but you don't get mad about stuff like this. And somebody wrote, well, you can get mad at both. And I went off on them. I was like, well, there is no both. There is no oh, well, both. Yeah. There, 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 is, there, are, there are pastors and preachers who are fucking children. And then there are people who are choosing to live the lives they want to live as individuals. They're not the same fucking thing. <laughs> Wait, I, and, and it's I don't, the both sides argument. It's the both sides. You see what I'm like, saying? So, but this is what but, is the other? I kept asking people. Like four people said that on your thing. They're like, never well, we can hate them all. Never Why give them an explanation. <laughs> but, what, but what I had, but the conclusion I came to with this, because I thought about this incident, I've thought about a lot of other things. And I said, and it's fun, it, what triggered me was, was what you just said. I said, man, what has turned me off of the idea of religion is not the quote unquote sinners. It's not them. It's the people who claim to be religious. The people who claim to be religious have fucked up my idea of what religion is. I'm talking about like every time, like as a kid, like the, 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 if you would have told me as a kid, that I would think the way I think about religion like I do now, I would not have believed you. Because even though I wasn't into the Bible verbatim, we were taught, hey, man, if you go to church, you're a good person. All the good people go to church. All the good people do this. And, and, then, and by the, the way, older I get, the more I see these types of things and I'm like, whoa, hold on, man. You, you've committed a lot of crimes in the name of quote unquote religion. You've subjugated a lot of people in the name of religion. You've literally hurt children and it was covered up in the name of religion. I've seen more boycotts for TV shows, uh, uh, people in dresses and, and, uh, and rappers than I have for the church. So to me, I, I, when it comes to the fact that we have a Supreme Court, that is, I mean, they claim to be very religious. Yeah, there. I, I think it's made things a, a thousand times worse. If that can answer your question there, Jay, I'm not sure but, if that's- Well, and really quick to clarify, uh, I, I wanna make sure because a few people have, have basically brought this up that uh, the Dalai Lama didn't ask the kid to suck his tongue. What he said was Gunga Galunga. Hilarious. <laughs> Caddyshack reference, anyone? Stop. <laughs> There's like uh, nine well, Caddyshack uh, references in our in our chat right now. Um, I, I guess uh, Jay has clarified. He said um, Supreme Court is now a supermajority voting against LGBTQ rights. Um, what they will go at? What will they go after next? I look it, look the, the thing that aside from well we'll see if we can get rid of that fucking Clarence Thomas who's a fucking he ain't going nowhere, bro. Like, I don't know what to think about that motherfucker, but. He's the only thing that's probably stopping them from from repealing uh what was um Brown? Somebody will get it for me. The 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 one that's yeah, Brown, the, the, what was it? Brown v Brown v Board of Education. No, no, not education. It was the other the one. Racial marriage and the loving. Oh yes, Love, Virginia loving versus Virginia. loving. That was the one. Yeah, yeah. And what was the 
I think that's the that's the only reason that 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 hasn't been overturned yet by the Supreme Court is just because he's married to a white woman. Um, yeah. But I mean, do you re- I, the, re- the 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 years between that decision and Roe v. Wade is two years. Yeah, two years difference between <laughs> what we just reversed and black people can't marry white people. I mean, are, are you fucking kidding me that we're yeah, but, two but, years from that? According, it, I mean, that's how close why, those decisions were. This is why, like I said, having our guest on today, this is why it's important to What's the... start focusing on, I like I, I, I talked to some kids yesterday and um, I after I finished the show, like I, I felt compelled to talk to these kids and I said, hey, listen, if you don't take anything away from what I said up here today, I said, vote. I said, please, please go vote. I said, please don't let these people think, make you think that your vote doesn't matter. Cause how it does. Old, I said, how old were these kids? They had to been no older than, I said the oldest person there had been like 18, 19, if that. And I had to explain this to him because, you know, I'm, I'm in an area where it wasn't a whole lot of black folk, but I said, man, you got, and I'm not even going to tell you how to vote. I just want you to understand that you guys are the ones that's going to fix this. They, they, I think, I honestly believe the younger generation is the one that's going to fix a lot of this shit that's going on now. If you look at the two representatives that were expelled and then reinstated, those are the voices you're going to see. The Greta Thunbergs, those are the voices you're going to see that are going to start changing how America and how the world is looked at. A lot of these old fucks, I think Ian said it a few years ago, that dude that was in office before was the last stand of the angry white man. And now you're seeing this tide change where look at the the protests that have been, they show what was going on in Nashville. I was like, damn, it's a lot of people there, you know, the the students staging, um, they're not going to school and all this type of stuff. So I had to tell these kids that to say, hey, listen, you have to be more vocal because they're the dummies are getting louder. You have to be louder than the dummies. So do you see, both of you, do you see a world where this actually can be changed? And do you see how soon do you think it can change? Where someone like you, Vandy, you don't have to go to court to fight for your rights. You don't have to do that. Do you see that day coming soon or do you, how do you feel about that? Well, my standard line, my standard line of optimism when it comes to matters like these is that uh, these problems are all going to be solved actuarially. The the people who are against, against equality and against um, broadening the franchise and all the, all the things that we're talking about here today are are to all the greater mass of them are very old and they're they're just dying off and yes. if you look at all polls the younger a person is the more accepting they are of multiculturalism and mm-hmm. and diversity in the world and so True. it's 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 going to take a long time and uh it might take even longer because of the current makeup of the Supreme Court. Right. And, you know, there will be some backsliding along the way, but it's pretty much inevitable. It's like 
It's like trying to hold back the ocean when the tide is coming in eventually. What? And the thing to me is that it's, it's, that's the big, we need to find, you know, when you're hearing the Clarence Thomas stuff and they say the problem is that there's no real oversight or check and balance checks on Supreme Court justices. And, and that was what I was getting at a minute ago with, with what I was going to say with, with, if you look at those decisions, I, I was off, I, I believe it's, I believe I'm, uh, I think I said two, three years, I think it's actually five years. If I remember correctly, it's um, Roe v. Wade was 72, 73, and then uh, Loving Virginia was late 60s, 67, 68, and then Brown uh, versus Board of Education was 54. So it's within a 20-year period that that those major things that we are dealing with now, we're dealing with similar educational like what what we teach and 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 in florida right now we're dealing with you know um and you think about at that time it seems so archaic to me that that we ever in anyone's lifetime or the lifetime of our parents or grandparents that we would have had where where two people who are who are just a different race couldn't get married or that a woman couldn't can, couldn't have make decisions about her own body or you couldn't go to school with this with um, somebody of a different color. That was the crazy thing is that they're trying to take the, the Supreme Court, the nine most, the highest people that don't have any fucking checks on them in the land are here. Five of them, six of them, depending on what day Roberts is, are are trying to move us back to a point where. Like we might, we're, we're, we're at 73 now. We're, how far, how long before we're at 67? How long before we're at 54, 1954? Like right. we're not fucking far because their mindset is still there. I don't know how, how we fix that. Um, Go ahead, you, uh, Yanni, go ahead. What do you think? Uh, do you think there's a fix to it? Do you think, what do you I, think about what you just said? I think, so I think a few things. One, you're right, everyone needs to come out and vote. Less than 38% of Tennessee registered voters voted in the last election. What? Um, yeah, Tennessee makes it hard to vote. I, there's an election coming up now I didn't even know about. I don't even know who the candidates are. It's not like California where you get a whole detailed pro and con brochure. Like you have to go and do the work yourself to find Stupid out- Stupid liberal California for. with its education and wanting you to know what's going yeah. on. <laughs> so um, voting is important, but I have hope in the next generation as well, because, um, you know, like I spent a lot of time with my cousin, her kids are 15, 13, and 10. And so her two oldest girls and their friends, their friends come over and like, you know, she's got one friend, Penelope. Now Penelope is Alex. Penelope is non-binary. Penelope wants to be referred to as they, them. And I better not get it wrong or they will tear me down like a pack of chihuahuas, <laughs> right? Like, so I had my whole, cause you know, I'm that generation that's in between like when MTV started and technology is really cool now. Like, so I have both things, you know, I grew up when kids would say something was gay cause we thought it was funny and we didn't know it wasn't okay to say that. And now I'm also part of the people who are saying it's not okay to say things, to, to use that pejorative, right? So it's, I, in some ways I feel blessed, but like these kids, these are like 13 year old, 15 year old kids who they're very well versed in equality. Do you know what I mean? They're very well, they're, they're very accepting of, of who people are. I had my whole old lady moment when I was over at my cousin's house and um, 
one of her daughters came up and was like, hey, do you know if we're going to order food or make something? Because they don't want ramen. And I went, they? How many people are down there? And then I went, <laughs> oh my God, I'm old as fuck. Because there's just one person down there who just wants to be referred to as they, them. Like, it's just like that social conditioning that I'm, being, that I'm aware of. It's natural for them. They don't have to think about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're fighting for it and they'll let you know if it's not okay. They're completely accepting of people to be whoever they are. And, um, but there's also a small group of children who are listening to their parents. These kids go to a really expensive private school here in Nashville. And some of these kids come to school and their parents were at January 6th and they're screaming Trump, Trump, Trump and saying all this racist stuff. The school, her school handles it well. But they're a small group and like some of them have actually been physically jumped by the other students for being so racist. And wow. for some reason that gives me hope for being okay. homophobic and racist. They have been beat up. We here and at Critical cool Thinking, we here at Critical <laughs> Thinking do not condone, condone violence against children. Yeah, no, we, we call it, as somebody called it early, we, we call it, what was it? Violent empathy. Violent um, empathy. There you but, go. But, you know, here here is the one thing I will say, and and, I, and trust me, I'm not faulting. I'm I, we're on the left. I'm not faulting the left. I'm not faulting woke. I hate the fucking word. I, I know when when people mean when people say woke, and sometimes they go, oh, the overwoke, the politically correct. I know what you're talking about. I know that group of people that is the way too over here that 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 don't understand nuance, and and they give other people a bad name because it's too much. I get that. What I'm not talking about, about the average people. What I'm talking about, though, is what I think what we do need to do, younger generation, people that are super left, we do need to, I don't want to coddle these dumbasses on the right, but at the same time, we do need to be a little bit self-aware that they are also, and I mean they, them, the actual group, not not one, um, they are, <laughs> they are also they have to go it's it's shocking and they're not very smart and they're not very empathetic and they're not very decent people sometimes so it's hard you got to get them to come along so we we can't i do know a lot of people on the left and a lot of young kids where if you fuck up once and you don't call somebody they or you say say the wrong word they fucking lose their shit and you're a racist and you're a bigot and you're a this and that and it's like i'm fine with it i just fucked up or i just forgot or i just didn't know or you know um and i know a lot of that happened with the dave Chappelle thing i, I like I, I mean i know dave's done some stuff and he's trying to poke the bear and all that sort of stuff but for the most part dave is very left-wing he's very progressive he's very cool sometimes he fucks up and does some stuff but every time i've seen him corrected he comes out and says sorry guys i was using the wrong term i got it wrong but the more they jump on him, the more, or people like, they get, the more they go, fuck you. And that turns people, unfortunately, to this other weird backlash of this Trumpism. I know a lot of atheists and a lot of people that I thought were left wing and there were maybe even Bernie bro types that are now like hardcore right wing, almost Nazis because they're like, I'm tired of you people telling me I'm a bad person because I used the wrong pronoun once. And we do have to learn that we have to let people come along. We have to educate them nicely. We have to make sure that we don't just jump down their throat. And we have to look at their intention because sometimes people do the wrong stuff and their intention was right. They just didn't fucking know any better. We have to look at nuance on the left and we have to be, like you said earlier, we have to educate, but we can't just be accusatory and be like, fuck you racist. Cause we do that. 
I do it. it, it, it. I know we've all fucking done it. I do it all the fucking time. It, it, gotta stop. You know how I get around it with the kids, and because I, I tell them, you know, I, I'm introduced to to the girls' friends, and they're like, you know, they prefer to be called they them or or you know or he him or she her or whatever. And they tell me, and I go, okay, great. Please don't take it personally if I forget. Just remind me. I am in my 50s, social conditioning. It's nothing personal. Right. And we're fine. So when I fuck up, they're like, yep. no, it's it's he, him, or they, them. And I'm like, oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then we hug it out and then we keep it moving. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. because I, I let them know, like, I'm I'm 53 years old. It's social conditioning. I'm trying, but like my youth was not like that and sometimes i'm gonna forget and it's nothing personal i have a friend who's transgender and he i thought he was gonna kill me because i accidentally said she i hadn't slept in like 20 hours we were working on a political campaign together and i said something 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 oh she's got it and i was like look it wasn't intentional i am sorry it's social conditioning you don't have to be so violent about robots. Right. So, <laughs> and we have Vandy, gone along even better since. Vandy, uh, <laughs> so in, in your experience, because um, as Ian said, and, and as Johnny just said, and I've, I've been that person too, where I'm just like, okay, I got to make sure I say the proper thing. I remember reading an article um, with the girl from, um, see, I just messed that up, but with the person from uh, The Last of Us the the child actress from uh bella ramsey yeah where she said uh where where they said the art the headline said bella ramsey doesn't like how they were portrayed in something that they did and i'm like how many people was she talking about and it was her she was just talking about her but she wanted to be called they and when i read it i was like it, it took me two i had to read it two or three times you're like oh She's talking about, they are talking about themselves. So for you, and, and going off of what Yanni just said about her experience, have you had, how do you correct people? Or do you find that you have to correct people? Or do you find that uh, people are already on pins and needles? And how do you diffuse the situation? Or have you ha even had to deal with that? I only have to deal with it on the phone. When people meet me in person, they've got enough, they have enough gender cues that I'm, that I'm female, that, that, you know, they unconsciously in their heads, they sum them all up and they say, okay, this is a woman and it's not a problem. But whatever quality is in my voice, when I'm on the phone with somebody I don't know, um, uh, then I, I frequently get misgendered and usually it's someone that I don't have to deal with on an ongoing basis right like it's you know i'm talking to someone at the bank um or i'm you know trying to get someone to come out and look at our air conditioner that that kind of thing and in those cases uh usually i just suck it up and and don't worry about it okay but yeah. it does it does have you know it does affect my life in 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 minor ways that a a cisgender person would never think about like if i go to burger king i will i will avoid using the drive through if at all possible mm. Mm. and i i have a i have a friend there's another another trans comedian who 
who uh, has a very a very deep voice, um, but a a very feminine appearance, and she has she has this whole bit about how visiting a drive visiting a drive through is um, for the people working the window. It's a drop. How does she put it? Fast food drive through surprise ending. <laughs> you know it's funny it's funny too because like i have a we have i I think we have a mutual friend i won't mention her name but she's another a trans woman another comedian Mm -hmm. and for as long as i've known her back when she was him and i've known whatever always kind of very snappy on stuff okay Mm -hmm. and snapped on me a few other people for i use the word dude i use the word dude non and look if you tell me don't use it to you i won't use it to you but I use it to my daughter. I call my wife, dude. I, I use the word dude all the time. I'm like, dude, what's up? Dude, this. I can attest to that. He does do that. I, I say dude all, dude, my daughter calls my mom, my, my, her mom, dude. Like that's, we just use a word. And I said, dude, what are you doing? And she was like, livid. Don't call me dude. I hate that word. I'm like, whoa, 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 okay. I didn't know. And those are the kind of moments where it's like, hey, that's your personal preference that you don't like that. And, and, and I get when people go, well, I'm using it as a non, non-gender. I'm using it as a, as a neutral word, blah, blah, blah. And you might absolutely be, I, that's how I was using it. But also, so one hand, don't snap on people for using something like that. Maybe just correct them. Second of all, when someone corrects you, don't argue with them. It could be a new gender neutral word and go, cool. I use it this way. I meant no offense for you. I won't do that because you don't like it. I don't know why it's so fucking hard. If someone says, hey, I want to be referred to this way, as it, then, then do what they, treat them the way they want to be treated. I don't know why that's so fucking hard. And, I, and I think that's that's the issue. That's the core of everything that, that we've actually been talking about. We've been talking about no one wants to treat people. Certain people don't want to treat people like they want to be treated. And you have a right, and it has to be very clear when I say this, you have a right to not be comfortable with trans people. You have a right to not be comfortable with gay people. You have a right not to be comfortable with gay with black people, white people. You have a right to for you personally to not be okay, comfortable with them. You have an individual right. What you don't have a right to do is make their lives uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You don't have a right to do that. You don't have a right to sit there and go out of your way and make life for them a living hell. You don't. And, and this is where people get shit confused. Like I personally, I, I don't like uh, certain TV shows. So I just don't watch them. But if I went out of my way and like, man, fuck that. You got to stop watching this show and this show and this show is horrible. And this is now I'm the problem. And this is where I think we need to understand this as a society is that you, you, you confusing your discomfort with somebody which i still think is immature for you to have an issue with anybody that chooses to live there I, you know my rule as long as you ain't hurting anim- kids and animals man hey, kids and animals <laughs> live your life bro I don't, I don't care what you do but i think that's where we are now where we people are not understanding the difference and they say well look if you don't like how someone chooses to live their life hey man sure that's your right to not like it where that stops is when you are trying to make that person's life a problem and when you're trying to make that person's life hard and and, and until we get that clear until we understand that because I always i i use it when the thing came up about abortion i said well okay 
you believe that this woman should have this baby because you believe that that woman should have that baby. Got it. Okay, cool. So are you going to take care of the baby? I shouldn't have to take care of the baby. It's not, it's not my, it's not my problem. Then why the fuck do you give a fuck whether she has a baby or not? And I said, if that's the case, then I don't like that you eat burgers. I have a right to eat a burger if I want to. Well, I don't like burgers. <laughs> so well, why are you eating burgers? I don't like them. It's causing cholesterol and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a burden on her health system. Now move on. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. I don't <laughs> want to have to pay for you to get your, get your fucking arteries cleaned out. Uh, we, so, we, by the way, Ty, we are like way the fuck over on okay. podcast. Okay, we, we, we are, we are, but I, I have to play this really quick, and then you can take us out. Let me actually, say actually, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I, I've got, a, I have, I have a, a, an appointment eight minutes ago. Um, then I hear that my phone has rung twenty times in the last eight minutes. Okay, so, okay. Um, so <laughs> let's, let's, um, let. I'm gonna I'm gonna say goodbye. We're gonna wrap it up before you play it because I'll play it. And if you don't mind, and then we go. I want to say thank everybody who's been on the pod. You, you'll do this at the end, I know. Um, but I want to thank uh, Yanni and Vandy for coming on. Please tell us really quick before I go where they can find you. Um, if you ha if you have anything, social media shows, whatever that kind of stuff you want to do. And then Ty play the clip, and I'm gonna say goodbye. Um, right now. I am not doing much, but writing a book. So, but you can be my friend on social media. Follow me on Instagram. I am not on TikTok. I do not have TikTok or uh, Facebook. Hit me up. It's Y-A-Y-N-E-A-B-E-B-A -E 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 on all social media handles. Go ahead, Vandy. On Instagram, I am at Vandy Beth Glenn, all one word. I'm following you now, Vandy. Excellent. On Twitter, I am at Red Velvet Cakes, <laughs> and I also have my own. I have my yeah. I also have my own podcast. It's called Jettison Pod, and it is about comedy in science fiction. Nice. Please, please look it up. We're on all the all the regular podcast platforms. Nice, nice. Sweet, Ty, uh, play the thing, Ty. I'll talk to you a little bit later. I'll uh, talk to you later, bro. Uh, this is going to be no, really Thank cool. you guys so much. And I didn't get to the one. Vandy, I want to have you back on. I still wanted to, I had the whole question I wanted to ask you about, about um, that I really want to dig into this whole, I, I, I have to get some clarification on some terminologies, uh, especially with the Dave Chappelle, uh, his turf comments. And I want to have you back on. Will you come back on at one point and talk about that with me since we, we got into the whole political thing today, which I love, but would you be down to do that? I'd love to. All right, cool. Thank you all. We'll see you. Nice meeting Thank you all. And, or, Yanni, and I'll see you guys on the flip side. See you later, bro. I just want to play this for you guys really quick to give you some hope about the future uh, and, and what it can be. If we just This is just a really quick soundbite, really quick from the Tennessee State House Legislation has been reinstated now by a Tennessee County Board. Let's listen in. And so, for you guilty people, the people got a message. We gonna build this movement. We gon' build this movement. We gon' build this movement. We gon' build this movement. My man. My man. All right. I want to thank everybody that tuned in today. J.E., 
uh susan jen zen corey uh alan oh my god we had so many people today uh thank you all so much so much sean everybody that rock with us today curtis what up what up uh i want to thank our very special guest Yang, oh, I appreciate you so much for being here. You, you, you did me a huge solid. You thank did you. Me a it was fun. Solid. Thank Vandy, you. thank you too as well. Y'all made the show. Our guests always make the show better. They always make the show better. Uh, and you know why we do it for you guys as well. Thank you for tuning in. Joey, I see you there too. Critical Thinking Podcast, you know where to find us on all the streaming platforms. We'll be here every Thursday at 12 noon Pacific time. Check us out. Again, thank you to our guests. Love each other. It's the only way we're going to get better. The only way we are going to get better. Critical Thinking Podcast, Ty Barnett signing off for Ian Harris. Y'all be cool. Take care. Peace. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.